For 35 years, the Raiders had the best winning percentage in the sport. No one knows that now because it's kind of getting away from them since the days of Al Davis, but it's true. And obviously, we all know what the Niners did. Uh, but right now, they're falling on hard times. I mean, the Niners, you can understand it with Garoppolo down. The Raiders, uh, you know, uh, you know, for, for the Raiders, it's really whether or not you believe in Gruden. And I can understand both sides of the coin. Uh, let's see what Daniel thinks. All right, Daniel, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's not the uh, not the sexiest matchup tonight. No, my God. I mean, but you know, really, it's it, it, listen. It's interesting because uh, not so much from a Niners standpoint. We understand what's going on there with Garoppolo. It's an unfortunate problem, uh, and they have to live through it. But the the Raider thing, if you want to be pro Gruden or anti Gruden, I think you can make a very good case either way. He did not have a lot of success his last six years in the NFL before he left. Uh, he comes back, and he's been a train wreck so far. Uh, you can believe in him. He's got a track record. Or you can not believe in him. Where do you fall on uh, on Gruden? I think he'll be judged after we find out who they pick uh, in the upcoming draft. I mean, they've got so many draft picks they've accumulated, which is great. Draft picks are great. You know, coming from the personnel side of things, it's going to make the draft a lot of fun. But uh, they got a hit. I mean, when you send out a known, uh, a known commodity like Khalil Mack, you can't just you can't just pick up good players in the draft. You have to find big time impact difference makers uh, to make this whole thing work. And that to me is what John Gruden will ultimately be judged upon is is what he does with all these picks he's collected. Well, you know, he's got a history of being very tough on quarterbacks, no matter who they are. He's always been that yep. way. He's been that way on Carr. Plus, he sold his owner on the idea that you you cannot have more than 20% of your roster in two players, which is what they were going to do with Carr and Mack, which is what he sold them on. The question is, he better produce some players because now they don't have a whole lot of players left. Yeah, no question. Look, look, let's see what happens when they get in the draft. If they end up getting Nick Bosa uh, from Ohio State with, uh, with their first pick, wherever they're picking there in the top five, and then all of a sudden you can say, okay, well, now you've got you know what I think is a pretty rare impact player for uh, – for pennies on the dollar on that rookie deal versus what you would pay Khalil Mack, then, hey, you know, maybe everybody's singing a little different tune there. Um, but I also think it speaks to John Gruden's belief that the way to win in the NFL right now is loading up on offense with the rules the way they are and trying to outscore people. And he's not going to dedicate, you know, big dollars to the defensive side of the ball when he can take that money and those draft picks and, and go try and build up that offense. What do you think he's going to do with Carr? Well, you know, I think there's still. I think these these last eight games matter for him in terms of in terms of what his future looks like there. Um, you know, you studied Gruden as I have, and you look at the guys he's had success with, the Rich Gannons and the Brad Johnsons. It's older veteran players that can kind of that allow him to play quarterback from the sideline. Um, so to me, that's uh, that that's something that I would keep an eye on. I I, I wouldn't. I know some people said it's a lock that, that he's the guy next year. I don't know that I would go that far. You know, let me touch on a couple of teams that. Um, that as we hit the halfway point, are making the biggest strides in season. Clearly, the one, and I'm surprised because I didn't think it would happen this fast, and that is Indianapolis. They are coming quick with that offensive line, with the skilled people, with luck looking like luck again. Uh, it looks like they have finally put an offensive line in front of him. He hasn't been sacked in three games. Uh, this is a miracle considering the beating he took for years. It looks like the general manager is kind of 
sticking to a plan that uh, you can live with, not go out and get some older players around, look, go get some kids and, and build that way. So, And they look like they're improving by the week. So there's a team that, to me, looks like in the second half, maybe much better than they were in the first half. Yeah, Andrew Lux reminding everybody why he was thought of the way he was coming out of college. So it's the best offensive line he's had in front of him. Uh, I went back and looked at the numbers. He's never had, I don't think he's ever had a year where he's had more than three games where he wasn't sacked. Uh, and he's at three in a row, as you just mentioned. And so took the worst beating, and took about the worst beating I've ever seen, too. I mean, oh. and, and part, listen, he wants to make plays downfield. We know he stands in there and takes a beating, but man, he took some of the worst hits I've ever seen. No question. Uh, but he's, uh, you know, they've done a much better job there, and, and they've uh, invested in that offensive line, which is something that was long overdue. The other thing, I think when you look around and you find the best, you know, the best defenses in the NFL, it's, they're the fast defenses. And I thought the Colts were notoriously slow defense. And you go out and get guys like Darius Leonard, who they drafted, get out of South Carolina State, who can fly. You get Malik Hooker, who, uh, who plays really, really fast. I think they've done a nice job of getting more athletic on the defensive side of the ball and finally addressing the offensive line. And you're starting to see that pay off. And Houston's done a better job, too. Now, I didn't think they were as bad or should have been as bad as they were early in the season with all the talent they have, Uh, and they do have a lot of talent, but they've done a much better job of protecting the quarterback the last couple of weeks. And and here's what the Giants aren't doing. They are running the ball, which is giving them a chance and, and making the defense at least honor the run. The Giants, what people haven't paid enough attention to is they don't, Honor that people don't have to honor the run at all because they can't block for the run either. So they have yeah, opened think- the hole for the at least Houston's starting to open holes for their running backs, and that's made a big difference in that offense. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I think the Giants might be like 29th in the league in rushing or something. Oh, they're like terrible. I mean, they're, and bad. on first down, they've been so bad it's unbelievable. I can't. And with a great back, this kid is this kid. Uh, the numbers don't show it. This kid's a great player. He really is. But he's had no chance to run. He gets hit behind the line of scrimmage almost every other play. No question. And, and to me, you kind of touching on some of these hot teams right now, Mike and. And you look at uh, the teams you mentioned, then you look at Seattle. Look at the turnaround. Yeah, you know what? How He's well done a playing. good job. Carroll's done a great job this year because everyone thought this was a five-win team. And the quarterback's yep. done really well. Uh, and they don't have the same defense. But, boy, I tell you, they've got them playing. And you know when I noticed it? The Ram game. I thought the Rams mm-hmm. would kill them, and they can move the ball on the Rams. They got great kick returns all day. They moved the ball on the Rams all day. And I'll tell you, that's the game that I said Seattle's a lot better than I thought when they played the Rams as well as they did. Yep, I'm going to get a chance to see them this weekend going up there for the Chargers, uh, the Chargers and the Seahawks. So that'll yeah, be a, and the Chargers are game. good, too. And the Chargers, they've only lost to the Chiefs and the Rams. The Chargers are good. Yeah, they're, and tell you what, man, doing these games for them this year, uh, from afar, I'd always thought, you know, Philip Rivers is a really good player. When you get a chance to watch him week in and week out, he, he is out. He's a good player. Well, everything's always gone wrong. Well, he's never had any success in the big game, and that, you know, and both Roethlisberger and Eli have, and I think that's what's hurt him. But he's been a really good player and a, and a competitor for a long yeah. time. But I don't think he had great coaching. I don't think he had great players around him. Now he's got probably the best supporting cast he's ever had. Now, if they ever get Bozer back, they're going to be a dangerous yeah. team. No, and Derwin James is a, is a freak show. I mean, he's awesome. So they, they've got some, you know, Melvin Ingram, you get Bosa back, you've got Derwin James, they've got Kayward, who's one of the better corners. They've, they've got really good personnel, and they lost those two games early, and Rams and Chiefs, there's nothing to be ashamed of in those two losses. And as they get guys back and get healthy, the other one is Hunter Henry, is a young stud tight end who there's a chance they could get him back at the end of the year. So 
they've got a chance to add two pretty good pieces to an already really good team. Yep, we're talking with Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network. Tonight you got the Raiders and the Niners. The team in the AFC that is the question mark that could go either way and could be a major factor if things fall into place is Pittsburgh. Uh, and they have yeah. to be better in the secondary. And, you know, they're getting a lot out of the running back. He's doing really well. I mean, he's had a really good year. I mean, a very good year out of of nowhere. I mean, I didn't know a lot about him. He's done a really good job. He's been very productive. Uh, Roethlisberger's been singing his praises, and they've now won three in a row. And if their defense will just tackle, I mean, if they'll just make Mm -hmm. some plays with that offense, they should have a good second half. Yeah, I I look at teams as you start getting to the second half of the season and going towards the postseason. To me, the magic formula of having success in the postseason right now is is hot quarterback play and a pass rush. And you saw yep. last week against Cleveland, the, the Steelers cranked up their pass rush with T.J. Watt company, and, and they hit Baker Mayfield just about every other play. So they're finding their pass rush, and you know once you get in the postseason, the offensive can be really dangerous. That's why I thought Kansas City would have gone out. They can't get Houston healthy. They have Ford. They would. I thought they might have been in on one of these pass rushes. Plus, I would have thought, and I can guarantee you without even calling and finding out, they had to be in on Collins from the Giants because they need a safety mm-hmm. in the worst way. I would have thought they would because they could go to the Super Bowl if they could get anything from this defense. They need fourth quarter pass rush because they're going to have the lead, just like the old Peyton Manning teams. They're going to have the mm-hmm. lead. They got have four, They got half a one. They got to get Houston healthy. I don't know if he's going to be healthy this year or not. And they needed somebody in that secondary to anchor that secondary. They didn't get that either. So to me, I don't know if that defense is going to be good enough. And uh, you know, I'd love to see Andy get to a Super Bowl and win it. Uh, this team's good enough offensively. We know that. Just the question is, they're going to be good enough defensively. Yeah, defensively, really, all you need to do with that offense that they have is just if you can just hold some sevens to threes, play good red zone defense, and if you can generate a couple turnovers. I mean, that's that's all you got to do. Don't who cares? They move the ball between the twenties all day long. They're going to score so many points. You just got to find a way to steal possession and play good red zone defense. So that, that'll be uh, interesting to follow with them going forward. Green Bay's in New England Sunday night. This is a huge game for Green Bay coming off the Ram loss. I think if the Ram, if Montgomery hadn't brought the ball out, I think Aaron Rodgers would have won the game. I also thought this. I don't know about you, Daniel. I thought it was the best game I saw in the league this year. I thought it was the highest level played game played in the league this year. I thought it reminded me of an old time football game. It was intense. Had some defense. Had some running. I thought it was a really good game. And I actually felt that if he had gotten the ball back, I think he would have won the game. Uh, we know what happened with Montgomery. Vanished after the game. But uh, now they go to New England. They got to win this game. Yeah, yeah. It would have been. It would be interesting to see what happened. I- you know, I, I thought if if, uh, if Montgomery takes a knee as he obviously should have done, right? I think we the, the next day the story would have been about an Aaron. I, I don't know if it would have been about Aaron Rodgers or if it would have been about Aaron Donald, but I feel like we got <laughs> cheated. We got cheated out of seeing what would have taken place with those two superstars on that final draft. But uh, you know, the fun thing about that game, going back and watching it, Mike was was the way that uh, I thought Mike Pettin did a great job, and they he did a very good Jerry job. Goff. Very good punch. job. And then, but then you give McVay credit because he adjusted to it, and then they got Todd Gurley cranked up. They did. In the second half. It was a high-level chess match. It really was. Best game I saw this year in terms of everything. Coaching, intensity, everything. Best game by far. I thought Rodgers was on his game. I thought both teams did a good job defensively. 
I thought Gurley made a big difference. I thought there was, uh, and then Montgomery, you know, he missed the blitz pickup, which probably get you killed, you know, get you, you know, left on the tarmac to begin with. And then he runs the ball out. So, I mean, that was the end of that. Uh, so he got cheated, as you said, from the end of the game. But they need to prove they can win this kind of, it's been years since Green Bay proved they could win this kind of game on the road. They need to, and New England, let's be honest, they don't have to have this game. You know they'll be right there to win it. Uh, and last week, I tell you, uh, I know you watched it. A lot of fans might not have. Buffalo did a great job against the New England offense last week. They they gave Tom Tom threw more balls into the ground and threw more balls away last week than I've seen in a long time. They gave him a fits. I mean, they couldn't get in the end zone all game, and the, they didn't break the game open until they got the pick six. I mean, they their their defense. Uh, Buffalo did a great job in that game uh, against the pass the other night. Yeah, the scary thing though is just you know knowing Tom's history and Belichick's history, New England's history. The last thing you wanted was for them to get a wake-up call against the Buffalo Bills. If you're if you're the Packers, you're probably hoping they steamroll Buffalo and come into that game riding high. And now, you know the way those guys are, they kind of address the issues that they have. No and question. Problem. So I'd be shocked if in this game that uh, that you didn't see that stuff get cleaned up. No, I up. think this is forty. I think if the weather's decent, I think this is forty thirty-seven. I really do. Yeah. I think I think this yeah. is going to be court. Uh, uh, I think they. I think this will be dominated by both guys. I think neither defense will stop the other one. I really believe that. Uh, so I think this. But Green Bay, to me, has to prove they they still are in. I'm not. They listen. We know how good he is, but I'm not sure they're an elite team anymore. Yeah, they don't get mentioned. They're not one of the first teams that comes to mind. It'll be it'll be interesting to see this weekend when you watch that game between those two teams. And then you watch the Saints and the Rams yep. game yep. to see what where the higher level of football is being played. That'll be fun. Well, I want to see if the Ram defense can compete in this game. I know the other units can all match up. I want to see if the Ram defense can compete against the. I mean, the uh, Saint defense can compete against the Ram offense. If that, if yeah. they do, this is going to be a great game. But I think that's yeah. the matchup where I think the Rams have a have a big edge is their offense against the Saint defense. And I'll tell you what the uh, the injury that I don't know too many people are talking a lot about, yep. but Marcus Davenport. Davenport, yep, yep, huge big injury. injury. For, for I agree. Saints. So uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to slow down the Rams' offense. Not many people have done it. So uh, I like the Rams to go in there and get a win, but uh, it, it'll be fun to watch that one. Hey, if the Saints win this game, you got a chance that the NFC title game goes through New Orleans and not through LA. So this is a huge game. It really is. And I think uh, we get a chance here pretty soon to see the uh, the Eagles and the Saints square off. So we'll find out what the Saints are all about here real quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I they're still a little up and down. I mean, listen, they're winning these games. They've had a couple of weird wins. I mean, the Baltimore game, they got a, you know they've had some flukies, a couple of fluky wins, but they've gotten it done after that first week of the season. Uh, but the Rams have been the best team so far. I, I you know I think if you count all three units, they've been the best team. I don't think they're unbeatable. And I'll tell you this. I think the worst thing that could happen is they stay undefeated. They, the best thing that could happen is they slip up one of the – not to the Saints, but they slip up one of these weeks. You don't need to go into it because uh, having that and, get, and having to deal with the zero is a big minus if you want to try and win a championship. Big minus. But I'm curious to see with you as, as much as you've followed and been around doing this for so long. Can you imagine uh, – what, what what's comparable – if we get to this game with the Rams undefeated and the Chiefs with one loss, they go play each other down in Mexico City. Is that the biggest? I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time we had a game, a regular season game, that, that was that big. Enormous. To see, the problem is I don't think anybody still takes the Kansas City team 
seriously because they think that they're fake defensively. That's the only part of this. Their offense, though, is unbelievable. It really is. But it will be an enormous game. Uh, but the thing is, I, I really believe the two last teams that embraced having a deep run with the zero – the Colts didn't know how to handle it, and Polian screwed it up, and it really hurt the team, and they didn't play at all in the playoffs. And then I thought the Pats were exhausted by the time they got into the playoffs carrying that, and they've even kind of admitted that in years later, that how, how it kind of exhausted them to deal with that. I think it's the worst thing if you want to win a championship to try and go through and have them win all your games. I think it's too hard to do. I think you need to take a little break in weeks you know, 16, 17, if, if you get a chance to, just to kind of recharge your batteries and get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to see how Sean McVay handles that. I mean, he's he's kind you gotta of go after it. His, you have to go yeah, after he's it. He's notorious if you for his all gas, no breaks. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. No, I think you have to do it. I think you have, but I think it's a curse. I think I, I think it's something you don't want to have to handle. You know, if, if if you know if you don't have to, is there anybody else you would give the MVP to other than Mahomes in the first half? Whew. No, I think I think that's that's where you got to go. I know. Drew Brees with his completion percentage and the way their team is playing has been, has been mentioned in there. You know, Rivers is playing great, but to me, with the difference between Patrick Mahomes with that group uh, versus where they were with Alex Smith, I think that uh, he'd be the guy. Who's your best non-quarterback? Ooh, the best non-quarterback probably is Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's had a big uh, year. He's had a very big yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, he's you go to the defensive side of the ball. In, in Gurley, both those guys are, are pretty darn impactful. And uh, who? What's your big? Is the Giants your biggest disappointment, or somebody else? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean the Giants. I, I here's the thing. I I uh, I made the mistake of buying that ticket uh, the year before, so I was not going to buy that ticket this See, year. See, I so thought I'm not this surprised. year. I thought this year they were going to win nine games. I thought they had patched the line. I was dead wrong. I thought they had changed the whole line. They went and got Solder. They were uh, singing the praises of Hernandez in training camp. Uh, I thought they had patched it up. And I was now twice in a row. It hasn't uh, hasn't worked. I mean, they, they they said last year they did and they were wrong. They said this year they did and they were wrong. And uh, you know now it's they got to start from scratch. They they taken two swings at it. I mean, just look at what they did. They changed every guy. If you count moving flowers from left to right, they changed every guy. They brought in mm-hmm. a right guard for five million. He bombed. They brought in a left guard, a left tackle for more money than anybody else in the league. He's bombed. They brought in Hernandez. He's been iffy. They lost. To Lapio at center after two games with a broken leg. That uh, they've been on the like ninth and tenth offensive linemen, and they can't block anybody. So I mean, it's been a disaster. Yeah, they they're, they've got two different ways to attack that going forward, and that's uh, trying to find an upgrade along that offensive line. And the other thing that I think you'll probably see them do is they got to get a quarterback that can get out of the way. So um, I mean, they got to have one or the other. Give me the you do the draft. I know that. So uh, is the Oregon kid light years ahead of everybody else or some of these other guys like Duke and NC State and, yeah. and West Virginia and Missouri, are these guys in the running or is it just the Oregon quarterback? Yeah, I don't think this group's as good as the group from the year no, before. No, I'm sure they aren't, but I mean, is he by himself though? Is he, is he no, alone? I mean, I think that the kid from Duke is the one that interests me a lot. Um, you know, I'd have Justin Herbert right now over him, the Oregon kid, over the Duke kid, but those two guys are probably – one uh, A and one B, but it doesn't. I mean, it's not a group that gets me nearly as fired up as the, as the guys last year. And the kid, the kid of West Virginia, Will Greer is a really good player. You like Greer? Um, okay. And now, yeah, would he's you, a good would, player. Would you put the Alabama quarterback ahead of all of them? Oh yeah, 
I do too. I, I, I think he to to is the- a lock. I think he is the next. He reminds me of Steve Young. I think he's going to be a great NFL player. Yeah, I made the exact same comparison uh, with Steve Young, and I got a chance to go watch all the top quarterbacks in the country came out here to L.A. for the Elite 11, and I got a chance to go watch them all throw, and it was all those guys, you know, all the big-time guys are there, and he's the he's the class of the bunch, and he is. I mean, he's just got – there's a there's an aura around him. He's got a total presence. Um, it's hard to describe it, but you know it when you see it, and that kid's got it. Yeah, he's special. I mean, next year's going to be all about him. I don't think – I think he'll go back. I mean, everyone's saying he doesn't have to go. You know, he doesn't want to get tangled up in the courts and everything, so he'll probably go back. But, boy, next year he's going to be the focal point for the entire season. That's a guy who's going to change some teams in two years, that's for sure. Yeah, no, he's going to be uh, he's going to be a fun one. It'll be uh, interesting to see where who's positioned to be uh, in line for his services a year from now. What team is the are the Rams right now? In your mind, the best team, or is someone else the best team? No, I, I do. I think the Rams are the best team uh, right now. But you know, look, it all it takes is just having hot quarterback play in the postseason, and there's some guys that are going to be in the tournament that have a chance to to get on a roll. So uh, they're the best team, but I'm not I'm not willing to concede anything just yet. And who's the best team? Is it Kansas City or New England in the AFC? Well, I never, I just, I, I never go against New England. Uh, you know, not in the, not in the AFC until they show me other a reason to to think otherwise. Uh, I just, I don't bet against number twelve. You know, if you play him the way the Lions did, and and play Gronk like he's, you know, like you like you're basically blocking him on a punt every time. I mean, you know, it, it's an interesting way to play them. You know that it, it might be interesting to play them that way. Just take him completely out of everything and make Tom go somewhere else with the ball every single time. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, we'll see who gets home field advantage, which I think is big. Uh, because for a while now, you know, Tom Brady's got to win two games at home when he's in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not the, not the biggest thing for him to climb. Well, listen, good to have you on. Good luck. Thanks. So we'll be watching you on the NFL Network. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Take care.